Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawant Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA, Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Responding with Love. By taking the action of responding to one another with love, we simultaneously allow ourselves to give and be given to in a way that heals the wounds of our childhood and meets our simple human requirements for attention, love, and respect. Big Red Book, page 363. Taking action coming from love challenges the family of origin belief system, which was taking action from the basis of fear. As children, our ability to love and trust was forced into hiding due to either abuse or neglect or both. Deep in the recesses of our soul, our inner child knows the truth and waits for the right opportunity to give and receive love. Once the space for an inner loving parent opens, our inner child emerges and engages us in a loving, caring, discerning manner that often may surprise us. As we grow, we give service in our meetings and within the fellowship. Yeah, service is uh, becoming important. Service with love, not service again out of codependence. We come from a place of love and gratitude, which reinforces our commitment to our inner child and inner loving parent. We feel the effects of our change responses so do other ACAs who witness her growth. On this day, I open a space for my inner loving parent so that my inner child can emerge, feel loved, and show gratitude, especially to other recovering adult children. That is a great, um, that is great reading. And, you know, it's good to know that the love and trust is there. It's just been hidden and therefore seems like you know, fear of change is something that comes up. And since life always changes, it's kind of a losing battle to try to change too much. Wow. The next topic from ACA Strengthening My Recovery is change. I don't read this stuff beforehand. I like to be surprised and be genuine. Back to the reading. The more I change, the more I get these little hints from people around me to go back to my prior behavior because that's when they felt safe with me. As we started to break out of our old patterns, others became unhappy with us. They felt betrayed and abandoned as we became more self-sufficient. We were no longer taking care of them and our healthy detachment put a distance between us that was uncomfortable for them. Taking care of ourselves is new behavior because we were taught to always placate others, particularly in our family, it was just everything was around my dad, um, who I've just, and I say this, I think in lovingness, he's kind of a crazy person. So it feels weird that, you know, but that's just human nature. I think like Werner Erhard said, you know, you know, until we get complete with our parents, everything, every relationship will, will be with our parents. And I think that's why for me, the next program is Alamont, back to the ring. Our new reactions are helping us gain ground for the first time. We are no longer bludgeoned and bullied by the silence of others as they try to manipulate us. We have begun to trust our own feelings over the desires of other people, no matter how much we think we need those relationships to be okay. We allow others to own their own feelings, especially family members, including my mom. You know, I think I used to not be upset about crying, you know, and I think it's just what the beauty of ACA is. You don't interrupt people. Um, you let people express feelings that are not only not allowed to be expressed in childhood, but in a lot of these 12-step rooms. And like, you know, 
12 steps rooms, a lot of these programs have been monumental in my recovery, but expressing feelings, which is a very vital part of trauma in a safe environment is not always available. And thank God for ACA. Back to the reading. Taking care of ourselves is new behavior because we were always taught to always placate others. Our new reactions are helping us gain ground for the first time. We are no longer bludgeoned and bullied by the silence of others as they try to manipulate us. We have begun to trust our own feelings over the desires of other people, no matter how much we think we need those relationships to be okay. We allow others to own their own feelings. When someone is angry, we no longer assume it's our fault and we don't let their anger control us. We move forward. You know, and I will add, we pause. If others break off relationships with us as a result or act wounded, we don't try to fix things. We are no longer willing to throw ourselves under the damaging tires of shame. We have learned to walk around those spiky pits of guilt and move on. And I think trauma bond forces, like, you know, to recreate relationships that enforce the trauma bond. And again, the gift of recovery is I'm really starting to want to be around people who like and accept me rather than the people who don't um, not actually look at it as a weakness because um, the rooms will love you until you love yourself and you know if I don't love myself it's kind of hard to accept other people's love because I don't believe it and I believe this interject as Alice Miller calls it the inner critic back to the reading on this day I will trust that if one relationship ends a healthier one will take its place when the time is right. What a privilege this podcast can be. Sometimes I wonder why I do it. Now we move on to the great Melody Beatty and the topic, perfection. Many of us picked on ourselves unmercifully before recovery. We may also have a tendency to pick on ourselves after we begin recovery, right? Like it's never good enough. If I was really recovering, I wouldn't be doing that again. I should be further along than I am, you know, compare and despair. These are statements that we indulge in when we're feeling shame. We don't need to treat ourselves that way. There is no benefit. Remember, shame blocks us. I think it, it actually does it in like investing in the market and real estate, for example. Like, oh, I should have done it before. It's like next best time today. What's my next step there? You know, opening an account, Vanguard, real estate. But self-love and acceptance enable us to grow and change. If we truly have done something we feel guilty about, we can correct it with an amend and an attitude of self-acceptance and love. Even if we slip back to our old codependent ways of thinking, feeling, and behaving, we do not need to be ashamed. We all regress from time to time. That's how we learn and grow. Relapse or recycling is an important and necessary part of recovery. And the way out of recycling is not by shaming ourselves. That leads us deeper into codependency. Wow, I didn't know that. And the way out of recycling is not by shaming ourselves. That leads deeper into codependency. I guess so, because codependency is a lot about seeking approval. Much pain comes from trying to be perfect. Perfectionism is, perfection is impossible unless we think of it in a new way. Perfection is being who and where we are today. It's accepting and loving ourselves just as we are. We are each right where we need to be in our recovery. Today, I will love and accept myself for who I am and where I am in my recovery process. I'm right where I need to be to get to where I'm going tomorrow. 
The next, and that, the next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. God, these are powerful topics today. And the topic is intimacy. We can let ourselves be close to people. That is an affirmation. I can let myself be close to people. Really? Many of us have deeply ingrained patterns for sabotaging relationships. Some of us may instinctively terminate a relationship once it moves to a certain level of closeness and intimacy. When we start to feel close to someone, we may zero in on one of the person's character defects and then make it so big it's all we can see. We may withdraw or push the person away to create distance. We may start criticizing the other person, a behavior sure to create distance. I realize that I need to promote <laughs> or demote or reassign this part that is critical of the other person and only use it in a profession where criticism helps. We may start to trying to control the person, a behavior that prevents intimacy, except people where they are and except myself where I am. We may tell ourselves we don't want or need another person or smother the person with our needs. Oh my goodness, that's, that's, my, that's my dad in a nutshell. And my mom was a willing participant. Back to the reading. Sometimes we defeat ourselves by trying to be close to people who aren't available for intimacy. People with active addictions or people who don't choose to be close to us. Sometimes we choose people with particular faults so that when it comes time to be close, we have an escape hatch. We're afraid and we fear losing ourselves. We're afraid that closeness means we won't be able to own our power to take care of ourselves. In recovery, we're learning that it's okay to let ourselves be close to people. We're choosing to relate to safe, healthy people, so closeness is a possibility. Closeness doesn't mean we have to lose ourselves or our life. As one man said, we're learning that we can own our power with people, even when we're close even when the other person has something we need. Today, I will be available for closeness and intimacy with people when that's appropriate. Whenever possible, I will let myself be who I am, let others be who they are, and enjoy the bond and good feelings between us. And that concludes today's awesome readings for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kuant Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is. There is no healing without feeling. And the believing mirrors of ingratitude for John Bradshaw, Alice Miller, and Pete Walker.